The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. Uh, we are here. Uh, we we during the Thanksgiving holiday, we repurposed our program uh, to serve as uh, basically just a turkey advice show. We worked in conjunction with Butterball, sort of their podcasting. Who arm. fired their entire customer service department, which mm-hmm. I thought not only goes against the holiday spirit, kind of goes against the whole Butterball ethos. I'll say this, you know, as I was going through the questions, you know what I wasn't expecting? What? So many questions about fucking the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. uh, A lot of those those are people trying to get, like, a rise out of trying to, like, goof the goofsters. Yeah, but I I would say that 10% of them were really graphically detailed. Sure. Well, they were like, where do I put it in? And it's like, I I don't know. How about the giant cavity, you stupid idiot? Like, you're clearly Mm. just fucking with us at this point. And the turkey. We since we got laid off from Butterball, uh, we have a lot of turkey advice build up. Let's go around, introduce ourselves, and just say how we cooked our turkeys this year. Uh, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm the oldest brother on this program. This year, I went with a nice sun-dried turkey. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's a little dicey to get the procedure exactly right. You got to leave it in the sun, and then you wait for how long? Enough. You'll know mm. until the little thing pops. So the little like, thing beep. pops out. It usually takes about a day. The belly button. Uh, and you're not a day is wanna, not nearly long enough. You're not going to want to eat it. That's the other thing. Uh, my name is Travis McElroy. I'm the middleest brother, and I sat on it. You incubated it. I incubated it for okay. 16 days. Uh, my name is Griffin McElroy. And also, I, that I, turkey ended up tasting of farts. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you just really wanted to say farts today. You farts, said, farts, farts. You guys haven't heard, because this is our third stab at trying to start the show, but Travis has tried to incorporate farts into each attempt. Well, um, my offer that our intro should just be us farting into the microphones for three for minutes. Three minutes. Yeah, shot it's down. kind of a dry week, so that might impress upon the rest of the episode. My name is Griffin McRoy, and I just tormented a live turkey for like a year. Every, I, I built a, a dungeon, a turkey dungeon, and then I would go in there every day around noon. Um, you got to have it be at like a regular time so the turkey knows that it's coming. Um, and then I just uh, just terrorized it. And then eventually it basted in its own uh, terror. And oh, that, is how you, that is how you get a good brine on a turkey. You can really taste the begrudging acceptance that his turkey wife has probably remarried and moved on with her life. Oh, Definitely. yeah. That, uh, that really comes through in the meat. And then... And then I teach him to love me. And then I get him to hunt, kill, and cook other turkeys. Homeland season four. He Catch be- it on Blu-ray and DVD. Get the full collection. Claire, like the- turkey, turkey Claire Danes is great. She is just all over the place. Very dynamic performance. So wait, you're saying that... Uh, I'm saying I recreated Homeland season four because there's no way they're going to make it there without my help. 
Um, only it's all turkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a turkey that looks a lot like Claire Danes. I found a turkey that looks a lot like Mandy Patinkin. That was not as hard as you think it would be. Um, and then I shoot the show in my backyard. And the turkey is turned against, is weaponized against other turkeys. He's an, did he's you an not, Uncle Tom. He's an Uncle Tom turkey. Can you not like? Did you not follow along? I know. I guess it is kind of a confusing show. But when anyway. did you find time to eat? Oof. I didn't. I guess that's the life of a big Hollywood producer, you know. So you just blew right past Thanksgiving, and the turkeys were spared because of your involvement in their in their creative process well i mean we got to take them at least to sweeps and then we'll see if we can get like season five season six this is this is how this fucking business works travis okay you know i'm new to it i didn't know uh there was so much starvation involved in turkey eating i've been looking at a lot of pictures of turkeys Mm -hmm. um in the build-up to this bit this classic sure to be classic bit and um i something occurred to me it's the the distinguishes turkeys is that they are the only animal that looks delicious in their natural form i don't think that's true at all if you now if you look at a if you look at a picture of a turkey right if you just say i'm gonna look at a turkey today Mm -hmm. and then you go to like a google image search and just search for turkey and tell me if they don't look like they are just flaunting the meat like i actually think they look like they have ball bag heads with ball bags underneath their heads and then their whole body (laughs) is kind of a ball bag kind of a overlapping a series of scrot animals you have to work to imagine how you might eat them and i feel like the turkey really has it on display like check Mm -hmm. it out you know where you're gonna eat me but its head looks like a penis well, yeah, you're obviously you the head is like clearly labeled not for eating though. This is what I'm saying. It's convenient. It's like a pull tab. You know, like uh-huh, definitely uh-huh. don't eat this. It's obvious you don't want to eat this. And the tail looks like a beautiful fan. So you don't want to eat that. Obvs. But then the rest of it just looks delicious. Like it's obviously you want to eat it. I can't go here with you, Juice. Oh man, I love turkey. How about a question? Yeah, yeah here's a question. Turkey. Okay, how about Wait, another one? No, let me rephrase that as a question. Okay. Turkey? Okay, that's better. That's that's a little bit better. Um, hold on, I'm just scrolling through all of the turkey questions and beating it. some that aren't. <laughs> no, I'm not, sir. <laughs> sir, gift giving season is here, and in an effort to find some sweet deals, I came across some good quality refurbished electronics. Is it socially acceptable to give somebody a refurbished item, or would I be committing a social taboo of the highest order? And that's from Joey. Um. I, I'm huge into refurbish. I yeah. think that's great because you're keeping something out of a landfill. You know, you're not creating more, Ugh, more right. waste. Captain Planet. I'm, I've been thinking about this question for a bit now. And um, as somebody who used to work at GameStop, I actually am a lot more hesitant about this prospect because I have some fucking horror stories that would turn your hair white. I'll say, about I've, refurbished electronics. About refurbished electronics. Do you know, let's play a quick guessing game. Of all the PlayStation Portables, Sony's a classic handheld gaming device that were turned into our store for trade-in credit, uh, how many were chalk-loaded with the butt-slamminest porn <laughs> you've ever dreamt of? Not did, enough. Did you say 100%? <laughs> Congratulations. There were certain de- there were certain devices that was just like obviously anything with any sort of hard drive that you can download multimedia content to um, that also had a screen on it. 
it, it people turn it into like the PlayStation <laughs> butt slam. <laughs> 3000 matic But Griffin, so you're concerned because you, when you refurbish it, you also reformat it, right? You're not handing it back to yeah, customers but a, with to the butt slammer it, To reformat it. it, I had to press the button, right, and then scroll <laughs> to the thing in the menu. And guess what? It always, like, before I could get to that old user interface, I saw a fucking butt with a man's, like, whole head in it. Like... <laughs> So your concern would be that you would be re-gifting someone a refurbished device that at some point someone <laughs> had used to bait to. It was haunted it, by the ghost of baiting. What if the sales associate had not been as diligent as I was? Guys, like, there was this one time this dude came in and he handed in his PlayStation Portable. Like, I'd like to trade this in. I was like, I can't wait to see what's on this shit. And he actually said, uh... Make sure you uh, make sure you check out some of the stuff I got in there. I think you're really gonna like it. He actually told me that, um, and it was I'm like it was just just asses for days. It was gigabytes upon gigabytes of gigabytes. I, I wish I could have been in the car with somebody who had just dropped off a porn loaded PlayStation because they've got to be having that discussion in their head. Like, no, I I formatted it, didn't I? No, no better better point is then they reach over and they pick up the other PSP they have and they're mm. like, wait, 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 none of my porn's on you. Oh no! Uh, this is my Crash Bandicoot one. I turned in the wrong one. Damn it! God damn it! I was stepped all over my funny bit. Sorry, and go I'd ahead, wait, Justin. I'd been waiting to do this funny bit while you guys talked about your stuff. Do and it. Travis stepped all over. He said, do "No, it. I got a different bit. I'm going to do." It was very rude. Can you give me? Can you give me a a, a basic rundown of what your bit would have been? Wait, you want me to recap my bit for you? Well, now I feel bad, and I feel like I'll always wonder. Last time, yeah, I feel bad. I I feel bad too because I feel like I contributed to the bit chomping, and so like, um, I need to know if the if the guilt is justified if your bit was actually any good or not. (laughs) Okay, so basically, what was going to happen was that the guy in the fictional car was going to be like, I didn't, I I must have deleted it and then he was gonna be like oh, i'm sure i did and then he would slowly have the realization it you know what the bit was about was about human foibles and so, I think it, it really would have cast a light okay uh, so a very human light a that something everybody Tra- could relate to travis is exonerated b like i feel like everybody sort of got where the bit was going from the start of it that's the problem though why do you think we're so chock full of bits that we can afford to just like leapfrog bit to bit and not just like cling to everyone for dear life this is episode 178 or something the listeners are super busy and if we can deliver unto them a bit in like five seconds and then they can fill out the other like solid 25 seconds of material in their own minds while we like swing <gasps> from vine to vine like joke tarzan like i don't think there's any problem with that guys guys yeah refurbished bits okay I this mean, is that's... how we keep it going for another 178 episodes, right? So let's bring back, uh, we can bring back Torsi. We can bring back, uh, you know, like, ghosts. That's always a good refurbished bit. Yeah, this is, is this... shit we already do, Travis. This isn't like, oh, let's talk about ghosts and horses a bunch. Like, that's it. That's Yeah, we, our are, show. we are doing that. We've been refurbishing bits I see. since I, our... at least the dozens of What episodes. about refurbished Furbies? Refurbies. Refurbies? I don't have a rest of that. I just think that that's a really funny word. Do you guys know that Furbies are still, like, regularly popping off? And I feel like Furbies are only distinguished by their, you know, you remember there was that one Christmas where, where, forget about it. Like, you had to get, 
if you didn't have a Furby under the tree, you should leave your parent card. I got I got Harrow. You was got Harrow? Was that Harrow was the off-brand Furby um, for parents that maybe had kind of a tough year. That was the tagline. Hey, <laughs> 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 did you have a tough because year? Because they because no, they it's okay. I'm good enough. Yay. This is what Harrow would say. He would say things like, uh, uh, he can't tell the difference. And uh, <laughs> really, the other parents are just paying for a brand name. This, uh, I'm a smart buy. Things like I that, mean, just to make I you I remember like, that, Harrow. You named, you named him Jim Belushi, didn't you? I named him Jim Belushi, and uh, one day he disappeared. And next thing I know, he's, he's on TV. He uh, had his own show. <laughs> Origins. I had, I was of course suggesting you name him after the uh, secondhand Belushi, but you are instead suggesting that you were gifted Jim Belushi, the actor, and you gave you him have his start. To, you have to be careful. You can't get him wet. You can't feed him after midnight, or else he's going to start his own shitty TV oh, that show. That was definitely definitely on Harrow's instructions. And for menu. Christ's sake, don't let him near a harmonica. <laughs> That'll be your whole day. How about a Yahoo Griffin? Okay. Coffee break, okay? No this Yahoo is sent in by Ashley Burgart. Thanks, Ashley. It's by Yahoo Answers user Big C, who asks, should there be limits set for how much can be ordered at fast food drive throughs It seems like I am always getting behind some van that is ordering, like, 10 combos. I don't think this should be allowed. People with huge orders should be denied drive through service and made to place orders inside. It is unfair to those of us using the drive through for its intended purpose, to get our food quickly. I see a drive through as kind of like a supermarket express lane. Order limits should be set for it to keep its line steady moving. Sometimes I read questions on this show just because they make a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's got some fucking good ideas. I don't... Okay, I have a problem with the premise of his question, though, because I... Who... Uh, I don't think anyone is gonna go inside Arby's because they want to soak it in. Oh, like, you could just—I have to prolong this experience. In this day and age of drive-through convenience, who eats in the restaurant? I, I our our local Arby's and Wendy's has a lot of seating in it, and it is so confusing to me. The idea that you would say, "I know where I want to eat inside Arby's. I want to go." into Arby's and sit in there. And listen, and I, you can make the argument and say like, well, maybe you, you have time to kill before a flight or before you have to be somewhere and you're not from around there. Okay, great. Get the food and go to a park. Get the food and anywhere. go literally oh, anywhere shut, else. Shut your trash. Go get your food and go to a park. Like you <laughs> have literally- guy eating Arby's in the park? Yeah. That's a good look. A guy at Arby's Ooh, has- get your Arby's and go to a Wendy's. When you go to Arby's, Arby's tagline is, hey, you got five minutes? Because you, you have five minutes that you need to refill the old food tank as fast as you possibly can because you have plans in seven minutes. Nobody goes to Arby's and is like, what, what is the best possible venue for, that I can eat this food in? Where, can, I where, get a, can I get seconds on these onion dippers? Because this, I am just enjoying the ambiance. This is not a classism. Like, I'm not saying, like... We do you, seem to hate on Arby's a lot, though. I no, I, it's always. I, have I you guys to, noticed how it's always Arby's? Is Arby's just the funniest? I think Arby's is a funny name, but also like I'll go to an Arby's, so I don't feel bad about it. Like I went to Arby's uh, two days ago to get some, some get some grub. I get it, good mood food. 
Mighty Minis. They're delicious and new. But <laughs> tell me in, more. <laughs> in okay, so they got two little things. They're on Hawaiian buns, mm. and they're two little uh, s- sandwiches with roast beef, and they have crispy onions on them, and then some like a. Ooh. I, don't, I don't know. It's like a flavor sauce. So, I really so they're like slammers. Sauces. Slammers with they're like little. Sauce. They're like little slammers. Anyway. But it's like little. What kind of meat? Oh, roast beef. Roast beef. You dumb mm. fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was it's, really hoping it was gonna be pulled pork because I associate pulled pork with the Hawaiian rolls. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's a roasted beef. Anyway, I I just don't. If you have the only context I can see is if you have kids. And you're like, I cannot be in a car with these children anymore. Like, yeah. I have to put them in a place where I can get them out of my field of view. I get that. I understand that. But if you're just by yourself, you have to know how much you're going to upset other people who will see you. What if I'm driving through the drive through and I am driving past the window and I see a man doing a Sudoku and eating a Mighty Mini out of the corner of my eye and we make eye contact? That's my entire day. You know, you're forgetting. Just thinking you're about for- that guy. You're forgetting. Some of these places have free Wi-Fi. Whenever I whenever I drive past a McDonald's, it is illuminated by by so many MacBook Air screens of people, you know, getting some you're, files. You're also forgetting McDonald's birthday parties. That is true. You play the game where you put the straw up to your nose and you try and mm-hmm. drop it and drop it in drop a in the cup. Thing, get in the play place for a little while, get a good static build up. Was it a uh, common thing that the McDonald's birthday parties making games out of like McDonald's like, shit? Yeah, yeah, like depression era children, like fashioning, <laughs> fashioning <laughs> games out of whatever was available. There was uh, one where you had to stock, stack as many fillet of fish boxes on top. Of I remember that. We have video of that. Good. Sure. Yeah. I feel like that might not have been a McDonald's policy. That might have just been Dad being like, "Oh, this birthday's shitty." All right, Shit. give me those fillet of fish boxes. Here's the game, kids. Stack them. I don't know what you're talking about. That was the best birthday that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, man, there are some people in. Yahoo Answers that are just fucking furious about this idea. What do they? It's, what do they have to say? Um, no, a lot of those. This is a free country. That would be taking away rights. Oh my um, God. What right? Excuse me. Pardon me. What legal right does that take away? Is that freedom of expression? Is that right to bear arms? Is that right to refuse uh, army quarter? What is freedom to burger out? Uh, (laughs) That would be taking away rights. I don't care if you're buying one thousand cheeseburgers. Source. You don't care. You don't care if I buy one thousand cheeseburgers. Let me read the source because the source is social studies. (laughs) What's up now? This person talks a big game, but I think if they were at Arby's. They have they have five and a half minutes to get this shit from from pulling into the drive through to consuming every last calorie, and then someone in front of them is like, "Hi, I need one, two, three, four, five, one thousand cheeseburgers, please." And they're like, "Well, that's gonna take us it's gonna take us a couple days." And the person behind them is like, "Person behind them is like, well, this isn't ideal, but I don't want to infringe on this person's rights because I learned not to in social studies." Can I just say I have a bigger problem when I'm in the fast food line, and it is not the size of the order, but it's the time to take when they order the order. I got stuck behind a woman at rallies, which already I wasn't super proud of myself, but she went through like 10 different items asking what came on it and like wanting a breakdown of the ingredient list and like the care that would be taken. Where was this at? At the rallies. Well, rallies is kind of an off-brand. It's not really one of the big three. You know, it's not the one you go to. I imagine that this is probably this person's first time at a rallies. Maybe they've even been to a checkers before and they don't know about the regional differences. There are a lot of questions. Rallies is a 
a fair place to inquire about those kinds of things. The hard thing is you might actually create a deficit by buying a thousand cheeseburgers. I went to Wendy's uh, a cup. This was a three days ago, I think. And I was in line, and when I got to the uh, window, the gentleman told me, we, ha- we don't have any beef right now. You have to pull up and wait a few minutes. I was at Wendy's, and they didn't have hamburgers ready. From my reaction to this gentleman, you would have thought that I was in Soviet Russia. I, I could not believe that here, in this great land, I was being told I had to wait on a hamburger. I get it if I'm getting chicken strips. So, so this you may happened- not have those handy. I understand that. I had a weird, um, a weird fast food experience that was I wanted to touch on. Can I ask if it was funny at all before we like get jump into it with both? It was more bewildering. Well, then it maybe not right for the show. But I would like to say it. <laughs> I know I've been trying to work. But I've been trying to work through it. You can say it. Like, we'll try. We'll try and find the humor. Maybe it'll be like a little slice of life type of humor, <laughs> like they do on Prairie Home Companion. But I don't want you to just tell a story because it's really not that kind of. I can podcast. do it really fast. Put it through your Dave Barry filter, Travis. Take uh-huh. the slice of life moment and then tell it as American humorist and national treasure Dave Barry would tell it. No, I pulled up um, to the Wendy's and there was a dude standing next to the screen where you order. And he like knocked on my window when I rolled it down. He's like, what are you going to have? And then he talked into his headset. And all I could think was, oh, this is some kind of weird Wendy scam where he's pretending he's going to take my money. And he was like, okay, pull up to the window. <laughs> and then I got it to the screen. He was working for bootleg Wendy. I guess. I got to the screen and realized I'd forgotten to order something. And I was like, oh, this guy was talking because the screen is broken. And I rolled it down. I was like, hey, can I also get something? And the voice from the screen was like, yeah, sure. And then I pulled around. <laughs> To the window. Why was that guy there? Was he a ghost, maybe? I don't know. Did you imagine him and you were actually talking to the screen the whole time? Maybe it was Wendy's new hollow projector technology and the man was a hologram like Wolf Blitzer? Oh, maybe. You know, I didn't ask. I guess that was my fault, really, is I should have gotten up to the first window and be like, hey, why is that dude there? Well, you should have thrown, like, a fistful of coins at him. If they traveled right through his body, then you're dealing with a... You're well, that's assuming a, it's soft light technology. If it's hard light technology, then they're still going to strike off of him. The doesn't, only way you can exist. know for sure is that if they look like a famous person. Because mm-hmm. you know that if Arby's has a hologram projection uh, outside mm-hmm. taking orders from people, why wouldn't you? You've got to make him look like James Dean or Elvis or something. Or Dean Stockwell. How is How good <laughs> would that be? Oh, my God. If he's putting your order into, into Ziggy. Ziggy? Fuck, that would rule. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I'm checking the numbers, and it looks like, yeah, 100% probability of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> but I it's tried. Just, the, I tried the new chicken go wrap. I should have leapt. You're gonna. You're gonna hope that your next leap will be the leap to your bathroom. Ziggy <laughs> <laughs> says you're gonna die if you eat this combo meal. Definitely. Every Definitely. day for the next 30 years. Definitely. Because, Definitely. Yes, you will. Absolutely. Uh, I was just wondering what it takes to become a mayor. I have no political affiliations or any substantial income, but I think I would be a good one. What do you guys think is the best approach to take to become a mayor? Nay, a great mayor. That's from Mayorally Musing in Nebraska. I've seen a lot of stories lately about unlikely mayors 
Yeah, like a little I, kid I saw one, mayor. Or a the dog little kid mayor. mayor, the dog mayor. I think you got to have an angle. Like, why would you be mayor? Superhero mayor. Superhero mayor. Mayor by day, superhero by night. There's John Mayer. People love that. <laughs> There's a town in uh, New Hampshire, I think, where a boat is a mayor. They have a boat mayor. Seems convenient. It's not like a play on words or anything. It's a, they, their mayor is a fucking boat. They have a boat that has municipal power over the city. What about a mayor mayor? That's right. A horse that's a mayor. But here's Ooh. the thing. You're not a horse. That's problem one. Ooh, See? what about a mirror mayor? And you have a mirror, and it says over, like, look into the mirror to see the mayor of this town. It's you. So it sounds you. It sounds like the, oh it's like God. that Time magazine cover. It sounds like to me that you guys just want to think of um, fun wordplay. Moore mayor, and Jay Moore is the mayor. What okay. about a mayo mayor? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> it's a jar of mayonnaise. Sure. I don't even know what a mayor does. Nobody knows what a mayor okay. does because a mayor doesn't do any. Oh, I think the soda's too big, so let's go ahead and cut. No, shut up. No. Uh, maybe we. I'm passing a law. No more soda. Like you can't. You don't. You have no legislative powers over any I of us. I think the mayor just appears at things, right? I think it's yeah, entirely you make appearances. A I think mayor has the the fourth estate. What is the Tom Clancy shit? Like he has, he is not judicial, legislative, or executive. He has powers elected to him, given to him by the secret parts of the Constitution um, that allow him to protect the other three branches of government using any means necessary. The fourth, so he's using the fourth freedom. The fourth freedom is that's, that's what you're talking about. That's what third echelon has. Freedom it's is very freedom of speech, freedom of dance, freedom of movement. Freedom to burger out. Freedom to burger out is the fifth freedom. The fourth freedom is you fourth can, meal. You can legally waterboard people if you're the mayor. I think the main thing mayor does is probably go places and get free shit. Like in a small town, I imagine that's basically he's cruising up to the deli and asking well, he, him to throw he a few extra slices on. He travels from deli to deli with his giant scissors that he also uses to cut the ribbon on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shakes hands with. That's the uh, first. Okay, that's Travis. You've stumbled on step one unintentionally. That's step one. If you want to be a mayor, you have to invest in giant scissors. No one's going to take you seriously. I would also suggest a golden shovel for groundbreakings. Ooh, if nice. you have those already, that's that was actually when I in my failed campaign for mayor. My that was my uh, slogan. My campaign slogan was, "Hey, I already have the shovel," and it was a picture of me <laughs> holding a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me why you, why you deserve our votes. Like you can just keep that shovel money right in your pocket. It also helps. Oh, you got to walk around with like a push broom and say like, "I'm going to clean up this town." Mm-hmm. Don't Could've... do what I did, which was have a poster with me and the broom and under it just says, "Sweep it up." Say this is Very a real broom, but people. it was just you holding your palm out flat and somebody photoshopped a broom like <laughs> on top of it. But the broom was like a clip art broom and it was way too small. Then he just switched it out and changed his tagline to, "He knows how to use Photoshop." <laughs> He knows what brooms look like. He knows I, how to find. I'm going to Photoshop all kinds of business into this town. I just don't understand. Like everyone's so upset about Rob Ford doing all, getting on all of these shenanigans, and it's like he's the town. He's the town clown. Like he, I, I don't get. Like it's not like the president is like doing crack. Like nobody, nobody knows what this dude does. Nobody knows what his job is. Nobody knows where Toronto is. I think it's up. Yeah, it's definitely up. We haven't helped this person at all. How how do you become a mayor? It's an elected position. That much I do know. I think 
it helps. You got to get signa- signatures first. Signatures? S- yeah, I need you need a hundred signatures. Um, I think in Nebraska, as long as you're outside of one of the major cities, I think you probably have a pretty good shot. Do you have a shovel? I think it helps if you were a mayor in school, and then you can carry that over, and then maybe get like uh, be an apprentice mayor. Are you talking about like current in, mayor in student council? Or are you talking about you majored in mayor? I mean, student council preferably, but you know, because you want to have the practical experience, you could have the you know a paper that says you're a mayor, but you want to have some, I uh, you know want to have some credits to your name. Something that says like I mayored. The lunchroom. I mayored um, at the library for a while, you know? I don't think you know what the word means. I don't think any of us know. You have to mayor before you can mayor. You know what I mean? It's one of those things because they want someone with experience, but how do you get the job to get the experience? Can you shadow the current mayor? Could you stalk the current mayor? Oh, fun. You could become the mayor. Ooh, okay. Plastic surgery. Become the mayor. Just silently take over. Like in Dave. You gotta Dave the mayor. <laughs> it's been a long time since I saw Dave, but I think that's what happens. There was a an eleven year old mayor in Texas. Yeah, that's how we do. Uh, and our freedom, our fucking shit is so free. Like we will do shit to just like make sure everyone knows how free we are down here. Yeah, like, we got an armadillo mayor. Fuck you. Fuck your rules. We don't need them. We're basically a big state full of pirates. Uh, he actually he was in uh, an unincorporated community, and he his one platform was that he was going to get them incorporated. And the problem was that making them an incorporated community, uh, there are laws that said he would have to be eighteen years old. So he would put himself out of a job. He was sacrificing. That is his fucking own incredible. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful story? And that got him the job. That got him the job because he was going to sacrifice himself. You think they're Imagine just waiting until he turns eighteen and then they get him back up in office? Uh, I I I don't know. This is a long time ago. Uh, there was and his name was Barack it. Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> Look at him now. Look at and him now. now you know the rest of the. That story. is why Barack Obama has carried Texas with such a wide margin of votes <laughs> in both presidential elections. And that's why when he retired, when he is kicked out of office in 2016 or earlier, God willing, Benghazi, <laughs> um, then he's going to come back to Texas and he's going to be the governor here because we just can't get enough of that guy's fucking flavor. We just cannot get enough of his freedoms. His Can you step back? We love his Obamacare. They always make jokes on West Wing that when you're president, it's like the last job you'll ever have. Can you be president and then go be governor of somewhere and then like be mayor of somewhere and then be on city council? Just and then work your way back up. And then like you die as the treasurer of some student council somewhere. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying like, what's the life cycle after presidency? I think you just lamp and I think you just talk at schools about. You can finally tell everybody what you think of them. Oh, God, I would. How loose cannon would I? I don't understand why presidents, former presidents, aren't going full loose cannon. The only thing that keeps me from going full loose cannon right now in my day to day is the possibility that in here in about seven years, I'm going to be the president, mm-hmm. and I cannot have my campaign sullied by the actions of my youth. But if I had already been president at this point, 
What are they going to stop you from what doing? What are you going to do? You can't take that away from me. Try to take me off the nickel. You can't. Try to put me on the dime. There's somebody else there. I'll stand in the background. I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> Loose cannon. Hey, you going to spin me? Don't look at him. Look at me. Don't look at him. Look at me. <laughs> look over here. I'm in the uh, corner. That's Have you ever checked out the spider on the one? Mm-hmm. Check it out. So you're really close I in. I built that. Really close in. Look at look at it. Spider's got Justin's face on it. You don't look give a the, fuck. Look at the top of the pyramid. There's an eye there. It's my eye. It's always been. Let's get the money zone. Let's give you money. Got a message. Got a message for Eric. But that's not the important thing. The more important thing is that this message is as near as I can tell from the sheet from Nas. <laughs> so Nas in this case is spelled N-A-Z, which is not the traditionally accepted spelling of Nas, the rapper, which is N-A-S. Correct. But you didn't have to tell him that. I just thought it was important that people know that it's... To be friend, he's he's Nas to the public, but he's Nas to his friends. Mm. He's not... Okay, so Nas the rapper writes, Eric is my very best bud. He introduced me to Mabim Bam and... Uh, uh, listening to the show together is one of our favorite things to do. Happy birthday, friend. You're the best, and I love you. And I'm now definitely we're credited, the rapper. I'm definitely the rapper, Nas. You know, this is an angle on uh, uh, Jumbotron announcements that we never thought of. You could assign a celebrity to wish you a very special greeting. Ooh. Think about it. This message is for Eric, and it's from Tom Hanks. And he says, I never would have gotten into acting if it weren't for you. You're the best. I base my character in big on you. <laughs> because of what happened to you when you were a child. When you were cursed by a fortune teller <laughs> machine. And then you fucked some lady that was like 20 years older than you. And she is technically wanted for statutory. Life so, sure is hard. Love you lots. Best bud, Tom Hanks. Tommy Hanks. Tommy Salami to his friends. <laughs> please, don't tell, please don't tell everyone that my true name is Tommy Salami and that I changed it when I moved to Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood sure did change Tommy Salami. <laughs> That guy used to be cool. They accidentally put out a draft of that new Walt Disney Mary Poppins movie. They the first trailer they sent out credited him as Tommy Salami, and they had to recall. <laughs> they had to recall the old celluloid on that bad boy. Yeah, uh, got another message from Michelle. Who's it from, Griffin? It's from Marine, Aaron, Mark, Rhea, Murder, and Sweet Baby. Her two kids. Basically, the entire cast of Rent. Okay. Happy uh, birthday, happy- Michelle. Okay. You go ahead. Go happy- for it. Happy, okay, but don't like ask me to read something and then like chomp okay. it. A lot of ch- a lot of bit chomping this episode. A lot of chomping this episode. Happy thirtieth birthday! Fucking goddamn it! Happy thirtieth birthday, Michelle. We know how much you love Mabim Bam, so we joined forces to wish you the best birthday ever. May it be filled with friends, wine, Fleetwood Mac, dancing, more friends, and kale. You are the tortilla that covers our Santa Barbara love burrito. Let's stay weird and friends forever. Beautiful. Uh, you really had me till kale. You had me yeah. till love burrito. Yuck, yuck, yuck a duck. I gotta, I gotta wash that memory away, and the only way I can do it is with stack soap. Stack soap. Sta- stack soap is a beautiful, unconventional product that is a soap with a divot. So when you get down to the stupid sliver, you jam the sliver into the divot, and oh my god, eternal soap. Do not prematurely slam the divot. Mm-mm. Don't slam the divot because it's we time. tried to do that with our stack soap, and Teresa was like. Well, our soap doesn't fit, but we had not been patient. We had not waited. Sometimes you get too excited about that momentous We tried time. to slam the divot. I've been rocking the same bar for like a year now. Just, just keep. I just keep slamming that divot and slamming that divot. And like, mm. 
I get so excited to just slam it. I take it with me everywhere I go. Camping, spaceship. Time. time. Camping, spaceship. Time travel. Can you even imagine if I took this shit back to colonial days and was like, check out this stack soap, colonial fucks. And they were like, oh, goodness. Because that's how they talked. And then you check your book and it's like, oh, and now I'm going to blot out the sun with my power. But you didn't because it was just an eclipse. Mm. But you read it wrong, so there's not an eclipse. So they just think you're a liar. And then they burn you to death and keep your soap. Burn you to death and keep your peppermint, jasmine, and unscented soap. There's three different varieties now. Uh, you can get them on Amazon, but go to do me a favor. If you're in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Washington, D.C., South New Jersey, Virginia, or Kentucky, go to, uh, go to Whole Foods. Buy them there so more Whole Foods will carry them. Uh, and just buy that. Don't buy anything else. Don't buy anything there. else because they know they track everything. Uh, uh, buy it at Whole Foods, get it as a gift, and go to stacksoap.com to get more information about it. Speaking of foods, man, mm-hmm. um, I got a deep hunger in my belly. I finished all the I finished all the Thanksgiving leftovers. I ate it for like six meals in a row. I'm like half turkey fat now. I wish I had something I could put in my bell bell. Well, I got great news for you, Griffin. Nature can, Box. Okay. Nature Box. Have you heard about it? I've heard of nature, and I know, like, what boxes are. So okay. I'm imagining just, like, you put some bushes and dirt in a box. Yep. Nailed uh, it. No, you're so wrong. Shit. Uh, do, do you like bush boxes? Is that like it, a... Like, hmm? a, like an old porn vagina? What are you talking about? <laughs> the uh, yep. The Nature Box is a collection of healthy snacks sent to you every month. Uh, and they're not bad. They're delicious. And, but they are healthy. We can get, like, dark cocoa almonds. Those are very good. Salted caramel pretzel pops. Delicious. French toast granola. Listen. I put it to you do. this way. You know when you go to a vending machine and you want to eat the healthy option, so you're like, oh, that nut granola bar thing that's coated in sugar and it's all like this processed, gross food, but you're trying to trick yourself Oop. into thinking oh, those that's the healthy option? Those are Skittles. You accidentally bought yeah. Skittles. This is this is the real option. This is the thing that's going to get to you and you're going to be amazed by both how delicious it, delicious it is and it's good for you. Like, what more do you want than that? I, I can't imagine. Um... And uh, you're going to be able to, we're going to get you a little discount here. That's, it's no big deal. Don't tell anybody. Tell everybody. But make sure they use this coupon code. That's the thing. If you want to tell everybody, uh, you're going to get your first order at NatureBox 50% off. Just use the coupon code MYBROTHER. It's all one word. Uh, you're going to get it shipped free to you. Uh, nothing artificial, nothing weird. But you are going to get it a little cheaper, 50% off. And, and it's going to cover all your tastes. You want savory, you want salty, you want sweet. It's all there. You want umami? Ooh, mommy, do you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, but umami. It's yeah, it's the it's the hidden flavor. It's the fourth. No, I don't think the fourth umami estate, do you. It's the fourth estate of flavors. It's the flavor that protects the other flavors, and it can do whatever it needs to to do it, including waterboarding. Alton Brown invented it. Alton Brown invented it because um, he's just the best. So naturebox.com, go get it, eat it, live. Pretty good tagline for them if they they need one. Get it, eat it, live. Hey, 
I'm Jesse Thorne. Hey, I'm Jordan Morris. We're actual friends. And actual professional broadcasters. We host Jordan Jesse Go, a show about, you know, friendship, being a person. Yeah, we run the full spectrum from feelings to some of the most vulgar jokes you can imagine. And honestly, putting it that way makes it seem like it's half and a half. At best, twenty five seventy five. It's definitely mostly vulgarity, but it's a pleasant, friendly vulgarity from two guys who went to a reasonably yeah, prestigious UC college. <laughs> Why don't you try the show out now? Grab one with one of your favorite comedians like a Rob Corddry or Rob Delaney or whatever. Or somebody awesome that maybe you haven't heard of yet. Yeah, go to MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting app and download an episode of Jordan Jesse Go now. Justin, oh my God, introduce Farm Wisdom. Farm Wisdom. Farm Wisdom. Grow some corn and watch some porn. Farm Don't. Why would Nailed you? it. Nailed it. That's gross. You really touched on the two hot top, uh, topic <laughs> that, that farmers are worried about today. <laughs> what should they grow and then what should they do with their free time? We got it covered. Do you guys think there's farmer porn? Do you think that there is a set of specific things that only, like, a good mulch that, like, farmers just can't get it going unless they experience that in their porn? Definitely. <laughs> you think that farmer porn has to have mulch? I'm saying that there, that's a... I think regular porn has to have mulch, but that's just me. I'm a man of very exotic tastes. I think that farmer porn has to incorporate some sort of element about topsoil erosion, um about uh, um, the water table. I think that, like, they have to set that up. Like, you know how some porn has, like, a fiction to it? They have to set that up. Like, hey, uh, I lost my phone when I was over here for the party. Oh, come in. Cool. Yeah. Hey, can you tell me about the water table here at your place? And she's like, oh, yeah. It's, uh, we're looking at a pH balance of about four, which makes it good for, you know, more acidic <laughs> uh, things like peaches. Would mind, would like to see your peaches. Yeah, they're great. They're we have this m- new mulch, and they're growing really nice and plump. All right, well, thanks. <laughs> Bye. And then he leaves. Um, let's uh, let's tune into some farm wisdom. Travis, tell me, I'm ready. I bought a book to learn how to raise goats to make artisan goat cheeses, and was shocked to find that when baby goats, kids, are delivered breech, they sometimes look dead. They aren't. In order to, quote, wake the goats up, end quote, the farmers must grab the kid by its neck and feet and swing a big U-shape several times to clear the amniotic fluid out of its nose and lungs. Gross, right? And that's from Tiffany. I mean, that's how humans, that's, they have to do that to human babies too, I think, right? How else are they going to start breathing? Don't you think that that's like 50-50, like that's what you have to do? And also it's probably pretty fun probably for pretty the farmer. Probably pretty fun to do it, yeah. The farmer's like, ooh, breach. Boop, boop, boop. Pretend to do like dance. A quick little Fred Astaire cane, cane wobble. Uh, my father, who is a soy, soybean and corn farmer in Illinois, told me and my sister, if you see a dead snake in the road, in three days you'll have rain. And if it rains in January, you'll have frost in May. That's science. It's from Cindy. It's not science, though, Cindy. Cindy, this I hate is to the break thing it. is, I feel like you could do correlation science with like the the rain in January, frost in May, but what connection could a dead snake possibly have to rain? If I start killing snakes, can I summon the rain? Like, what do you? What's, yeah. What are the rules to this science? I bet your dad has tried to fib you out on that. I bet it starts raining two days after, and he's like, "Well, if you think about it, I guess if you count from hours, 
It's really three days. If you count the first day as a day, you can pretty much justify any time you see a dead snake, it's probably three are days. We talk, and are we talking about, like, the first person that sees a snake? Like, if you see the snake and it starts raining one day, can you just assume that someone saw that dead snake two days before you did? Oh, good question, because if you see it and then your friend sees it the next day, who's right can and who's it, wrong? You can, if people just keep seeing this fucking snake over and over and over again, you could have, like, a perpetual drought. Oh, that's why I should say, if you see a dead snake in the road and then eat it. It will rain in three days. If a Damn. snake sees it's raining, does it call its parents right away? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Has anyone I'm heard fine. from Jimmy? It's been like I'm three fine. days. Oh, fuck, Jimmy, no. No. I can't believe we don't have any subway hacks. I know. We did get one where someone was worried that the other way around, that if you subway hacked the subway artist, they would not give you enough condiments. I, I felt it was a, a, a very scary world in which the subway artist will be able to revenge himself upon us. Oh, vindictive. He knows he got he got snowed, so he's going to try to take away your mustard. Mm-hmm. We got a subway hack from somebody claiming you can get a subway sandwich with every topping, including all toppings, for around $18. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, it really upset the artist to get it on flatbread. Oh, man, that sucks. Let me get a turkey, ham, Swiss, pizza sauce. Uh, avocado, chicken, bacon, ranch. Yeah, and of course that. I want it toasted, and I want it toasted after everything's been put on it. You can do that, but they ha- you legally have to eat it in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like God, the, I'm really like, hun- now I'm really hungry. Like the fucking kid in the chocolate cake from Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> People in the subway start cheering you on. Um, should you thank a waiter every time they pour you water? Yes. Thanking them every time feels weird, but so does ignoring them. Thank them every time. Gmail. You thank them every time. That's an That's easy, easy one. Oh, let me throw this out. Okay. Oh, you do a thanking of diminishing returns. Thanks! So th- the first time you're like, oh, thank you. The second time you're like, oh, thank you. Thanks. The third time you're like, oh, thanks. And then by the end you're just like, fuck you. Thank you. Thank you. It has to go back to the other side. God damn it. Enough. Enough. That's plenty. I'm peeing like a madman over here. Um, you guys want to Yahoo? Please. It's Yahoo sent in by Ashley Eubank. Thanks, Ashley. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jordan, who asks, Why do I look bad in pictures, but good in a mirror? I look horrible in picture, but good in a mirror. I heard if you look into a mirror, and then you hold up a small mirror, and look at yourself by projecting the mirror image onto the small mirror. That is what you look like to other people. Is this true? What? Wait, hold on. It took a weird turn, because I was about to be like, okay, yeah, I get what? What? what they have a of- point because when you when you look in your mirror image, right? They talked about this it- on Radio Lab. If you look at the mirror image, that's not what other people see. They see the they see the opposite of that. You are seeing all of your features reflected. But backwards. how do you look into the mirror and the other mirror at the same time? You because with your reflection in it, you you hold up a mirror and your face to the mirror, and you look at your face in the second mirror that you're holding up to the first mirror. That's easy peasy. Wait, so yeah. you're looking in mirror A and seeing the reflection from mirror B of the reflection in mirror A? Yeah, this isn't that hard. I do not understand why you're having so much trouble with this. And if and if a sunbeam hits mirror A, you will burn your face off. Okay. You will lose your eyesight. But in that circumstance, if you're looking at A to see B in A, aren't you not seeing... You're seeing a double, triple... Wait, the triple reflection. I'm so confused. What you have to do is rip your own eyeballs out of your head. Okay. Now, again, you're not... You didn't say that. I didn't have all of the details. You are not going to get the full picture of it, because, again, you will be missing eyeballs, and that is a pretty important part of the face. 
I think with the mirror, I think if I were to guess at an actual answer here, I think the difference between mirror and photographs is that even if it just takes a moment, when you're in a mirror, you can adjust your angles and your facial expression so you can kind of see, you can adjust and tweak the look. But I think in a camera, you're just kind of throwing caution to the wind and hoping that it's a, it's a great angle. I actually, I think it has more of a psychological factor to it where I think you can look in the mirror and know that that is ever changing. And maybe you've got a bad hair day that day, but you're able to subconsciously forgive it because it looked really good the day before. But when you look at a picture, you know that that's locked in time forever. It's always going to look like that. So you're way more judgmental. Oh my God. So you're saying like the permanence of a photograph is what makes it look worse? Yeah. I guess this is why Facebook needs a, a option where, like, if you get tagged in something, you have the option to delete it. Or just a text-only Facebook. How great yeah. would that be? It, I guess it would have to be called something else at that point. Or you could do, like, an ASCII interpretation of your face. You know what I mean? Like, a, maybe an emoticon that you think looks a lot like you. For me, like, 8D, because I've always got those big eyes. I always got a big smile on my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people Love are just it. like, no, like, when they see an 8D... Um, then it's me, and sometimes I'll put I'll try to put like an M dash in the middle of it to like signify my nose, but now it looks like a dick. Oops, oops, that's not what my face looks like. I don't think. I hope not. <laughs> I don't think you have dick face, personally. But I'm your brother. I'm blinded by my love for can, you. Can I just throw this out? Facebook uh, sometimes really embarrasses me because sometimes if I'm yelling at someone in a post or something and I am breaking down reasons why I'm mad at them and I say option A, parentheses, you know, to like separate that out and then I put option B, parentheses, it just instantly turns that into a smiley face with sunglasses, which really cheapens my argument. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're saying, A, because you, you ruined my wedding and Hey. <laughs> and what's up? what up? And here's something a cool guy would say. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this in my cool guy voice. <laughs> you stole my wife. <laughs> hey. Question. Hit me. No, you do it. I thought you had one. Read the one about Bladdershy. I'm, I can't, it's going to be hard because I really have to pee. Uh, I'm extremely bladder shy. I'm only comfortable going at home. I can go in public restrooms if no one is in there, but if anyone is in the bathroom, I can't even go in the stalls. <gasps> this is especially a problem at large public events like sporting events or concerts. Is there a way to get over this problem or at least lessen its effects? That's from Sam Crossfire Quave. Let me tell you, I, I, I used to have the same problem. Not so much with the stalls thing. That's fucking crazy. Um, but in the urinals, definitely. If there's other people in there, no thanks. Um, to the extent that, like, if I'm going in a urinal in a restroom where nobody else is, and then I hear somebody, like, walk up to the door, my penis is like, and shuts down. Um, Powering fuel energon slow. <laughs> my penis is a transformer. Uh, and what got me over this is at some point in my life, I became, I'll say borderline incontinent. I have a I have a, a bladder that is capable of holding uh, like 15 cubic millimeters of liquid at any given time. And then I have to uh, excuse myself. Uh, I have, as I've talked about on the show, not ashamed to admit it, uh, IBS that is 
probably deadly. And I, uh, it's just when it has to, it's become such a like routine thing now, me using the, the potty that if I don't like just get it over with, it would literally be my entire life. So that is sort of how I got over my nervous bladder is that like I have taken away any option from from my palate. It's like this it's it's my way or the pee your pants way. Let me throw out option smiley face with sunglasses. Okay. Travel around with a duffel bag full of your decorations from your home bathroom, decorate the stall with your stuff. And it'll make you feel more comfortable. I being love there. that you hang up the little cross stitch that says, "If you tinkle while you sprinkle, be a sweetie, ripe the CD." Yeah, just hang it up. Don't leave that in there, though. Please. No, you have to take it with you. you have to but there's this. Oh, you 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 put the toilet seat cover from your toilet seat on there. You put your mat around it. You have your potpourri going. You have your picture of Neil Diamond. You have your cross stitch, and you just go to town. Everything in there that you just said, that whole list, all was normal. I just, I just wanted to give you the peace of mind that all the things that you have in your pee zone are totally normal. Thank you. Uh, Sydney always gives me a hard time because whenever I go to like a new place, I usually will go to the bathroom right away. Yeah. I, I love to go pee. You want to scope the sitch. Also, because I'm, I'm really socially awkward, and the bathroom's sort of like my safe, spl- my safe place yeah. where I can get away from it all. It's like well, a little vacation for people. And there's no problem with pre-planning. Like, Danny Ocean didn't just walk into the Bellagio and, like, grab all the shit and walk out. Like, you gotta, you got to get some blueprints and stuff. And sometimes they have, like, a weird toilet. I walked into a bathroom where the urinal was, like, this bucket set-up thing that they had turned into a toilet. Like, you want to prep for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to know that ahead of time. You don't want to get in there, and suddenly you're thrown off your rhythm. Right. Because it's like, what, what, hold on. And then you've peed your pants. This uh, this problem is especially bad in the, the sort of environs that uh, the question asked mentioned, like stadiums and, and concert venues. I feel like they are getting worse about not distinguishing pee zones from hand-washing zones. In the effort to sort of push everyone cattle-like through the experience, mm-hmm. uh, it is not uncommon to see urinals that look a lot like hand-washing stations and vice versa. For kids. For, for kids. You go, to a, you go to like an elementary school, maybe you're voting or something like that, you go to the bathroom, you've just peed in a child's sink, is what you did there. <laughs> You just well, peed in a child's sink. Uh, what I hate even more, because yes, that is awful, but what I hate is the bathroom planner who puts this hand-washing sink like directly like six inches away from a urinal. Mm. So that means if person A is washing his hands and person B is pissing, it's like, oh, hey, well, they I'll do be that, over there in a second, they and do, then we can trade out. They do that out. intentionally, because that way, if someone is having a hard time, you can give them some words of encouragement. <laughs> Like, hey, hey, I've been where you've been. I've been where you've been. I got through it, and you will, too. Get that pee out of there. Get it on out, and then come over here and wash your hands. I'm going to go back out to the movie, but first I wanted to tell you, you're my big man. You're my big, big You're man. my big man. You can do this. Okay. Enjoy the Wolverine. I was peeing in a urinal a couple weeks ago. Tell me more. Hold <laughs> on. This is good. I was peeing in a urinal at a restaurant a couple days ago, and uh, I... Watched a gentleman out of the corner of my eye. I don't think he knew I was in the urinal because he kind of went out of the toilet stall and went straight to the sink. And I watched this gentleman from the corner of my eye turn on the water, 
wait a second and then turn it off. Fucking that out. guy is it was on the best point. Move. That so like if you didn't know you were there, who was that? Who is who was that whole act for? I don't know. There are other stalls that had closed doors, so I'm assuming he thought a little show for them, or maybe someone had had been walking in. I don't I don't know who this production <laughs> this production was for. He didn't activate any sort of hand drying afterwards. <laughs> Is it possible that he was going to wash his hands, right? And he turned on the water, and in the second after he turned on the water, he just went, oh, no, no, I'm kidding, and turned point? it off. I'm going to grab the knob. Why start out? now, Wayne? Or why start now? Maybe, and, and this is totally reasonable, maybe he peed in the toilet stall, right? And well, listen, it's, t- it's entirely possible. Ladies, you might not know about this. It's entirely possible for a dude to do that particular business without touching his zone at all. You just, you unzip, you flump, you do it, you pull the pants forward to retract it, and then you zip up, right. no contact. So maybe he got up to the sink, turned on the water, he's like, wait, did I touch my business? And then he said, no, I didn't. I'll just go ahead and turn this right off. Because your pants aren't dirty. You know what I mean? That's true. It's just that's the sin true. that's dirty. When you, touch your, when you touch your zone, you get sin all over your hands. You got to wash that off. But you've almost certainly encountered some sort of fixture that has been touched by someone else with dick on their hands. Oh, maybe not. I mean, it's entirely, like, shit's super automated now. That's true. I'm saying That's it's true. entirely possible to get in and out of the bathroom without touching nothing but your pants. And in those situations, I think it's 100% acceptable to walk out out of the doors and, like, keep keep making that army sandwich. he's hydrophobic? He might be hydrophobic, too. Like he was trying to work up his nerve? This is his little way of, like, facing his fear, and he's, this, he's on, like, step six. Right? And step six is, like, just turn on the water, Wayne. You don't have to use it. But just know that it's there. If you need it. But you, you don't, because you didn't touch your dick at all. You're fine. Go ahead. That was step five. Step five was to learn to pee without touching your dick, because he's also dick It's not that hard. It's super easy. I, I, 98% of the time, I do it. Is this a weird thing? I've never talked to it or said it, any of this shit out loud before, but I don't think it's that weird of a thing. I guess it's a weird thing, because you guys are, like, stymied right now. No. no. No, it makes sense. I know where you're. I know where you're just coming don't, from. Just don't. Just Okay. Uh, so it's so calm. It's so normal that you think yeah, it doesn't even sure. yeah, bear talking. Sense. About. I don't even think it bears repeating. Sometimes you do just pee without without touching your stuff. Sometimes you touch it a lot, though. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta jostle it to get the engine going. Sometimes, like first date town, you can't keep your hands off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, thank you so much to for listening to our program. Uh, we hope you have had a good time. I want to thank people who have sent us stuff in the mail uh, real quick. Dipping into the mailbag, we have a P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box 54, uh, Huntington, West Virginia, 25706. So I want to thank <clears throat> uh, Corinna Turbs. She's a beekeeper uh, who sent us some uh, uh, honey that had been aged in whiskey barrels. You oh, have not shit. eaten all of it, have you? There's still some? No, I, I saved some. I can bring it to Griffin's yes. wedding. TurkeyHillAPRE at gmail.com is her uh, uh, email address, and she didn't ask for a plug or anything. I just really, I dug it, so I wanted to tell you guys where you can get it, because she's thinking about going full-time in the beekeeping game, and I say go for it. Uh, Chris Cuchera? Cuchera? Yes. The Cooch? Chris Chris Cuchera, the Cooch, uh, uh, sent us boxes of all the monster cereals, (gasps) which is amazing. Uh... Matthew Siegel sent us a horse and pony body language phrase book. Uh, <laughs> so, so kind. Uh, be able to communicate better for them. Uh, 
uh, our buddy Martha sent us some uh, uh, pictures, some prints that she made. Um, uh, and uh, Cruz Flores uh, sent us some uh, Halloween candy. And it says at the bottom of his note, it was dictated but not read, which I really appreciate it. We also got, by the way, I, I have misplaced the, uh, the, the label but um, who, who sent it to us. But we got three dog tags that uh, have emblazoned on them in case of an emergency blast my cash. Oh, that's uh, amazing. This is our fantastic. So awesome. I'll bring those to you guys, too. God, uh, you guys are amazing. Yeah, you're all the best. Thank you all so much for um, for sending us that neat stuff. Um, and thank you to folks tweeting about the show uh, using the MBNBM hashtag. Uh, like Matt, James Hardesty, Nick Robinson, Eric DS1, Charlie Balcom, Kyle M. Smith, Justin Sadek, uh, Alex Shaver, Dave Smith, uh, Danny Persky, Hosmer Angel, Jeremy Greer, Tiffany N., so many others. Jeremy Piven. Also, want to remind everybody make sure to go check out our friends at Nature Box uh, and use the coupon code MYBROTHER and get 50% off your first order. Um, even if you, you just go check it out, it's a super great idea, and I think you'll really love it. If you want my current nature box, the one I'm going to be getting delivered uh, tomorrow, you can you can get a box just like your old hero Justin. Get some citrus chipotle chickpeas, baked sweet potato fries, French toast granola, salted caramel pretzel pops, and Italian bistro pretzels. That's my wow. box. That's how I roll. And make sure you check out all the other great shows on Max Fun. Uh, Wham Bam Pow, Throwing Shade, Jordan Jesse Go, Bullseye, uh, Judge John Hodgman, Stop Podcasting Yourself, and of course Sawbones with Justin McRoy and Sydney McRoy. Um, probably my favorite show on the network. Yes. Hilarious. Uh, two things. Thanks, John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure. Off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. You can find it on amazon you can find it anywhere makes a great christmas present for that mibim bam fan in your life or anybody because it's a really good record uh also we're not gonna have an episode next week because i'm getting married <laughs> will the week after that be our candle nights episode or are we gonna do the candle nights episode on like the 23rd um i don't know let's figure that out when we're not like actively well, recording an episode start start sending in your candle nights questions yeah. candle nights coming up make sure that you put it in the subject Something about candle night so that I can separate those out. Don't swear. Don't swear in your candle. questions because we don't swear in the answers. It's our family-friendly episode every year that is the hardest to record and to edit. Um, so, yeah, seriously, thank you guys all very much for your, your love and support. Um, I feel like I'm getting married to all of you. You know what I mean? Legally, he is. Legally, I am getting married to everybody who listens to the show. So thank you. We're all going to have such a, a lovely family together all right griffin i'm ready finally yahoo. last question finally yahoo, finally yahoo was sent in by sean moran thanks sean it's by yahoo answers user mixie minix who asks is it possible to get sick from farting a lot under your covers at night and then opening them in the morning <laughs> <laughs> oh justin mcroy i'm travis mcroy god McElroy. i hope not <laughs> it's been my brother and brother and me kiss your dad Square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. 
My name is Dave. My name is Graham. And we're both the hosts of Stop Podcasting Yourself, which is a podcast from Canada. In fact, we've won the best podcast in Canada two years in a row at the Canadian Comedy Awards. <laughs> Sounds made up. It does sound made up. Even as I was saying it, I'm like, did, there, did that really happen? <laughs> Here's the thing. Stop podcasting yourself. It's a very positive show yeah. about two people who hate absolutely everything. <laughs> but we love you and you uh, listening through all this promo. Ah, the people have already fast-forwarded yeah. through this part of the promo. Anyway, thanks. We're Stop Podcasting Yourself, and you can find us at MaximumFun.org.